Welcome to Best Served, a podcast recognizing unsung hospitality heroes. Join Chef Jensen Cummings as he chops it up with industry leaders about the humans who've impacted their lives and careers. From childhood guides, to ass-kicking mentors, to the team members in the trenches that make it all happen. Help us celebrate these rock stars by sharing our show and nominating your own unsung hospitality heroes. Connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Now here is your host. What's up, everybody? Jensen Cummings here. Thank you for tuning in. I just got to say, first of all, I'm so honored and humbled that you take precious moments out of your day to listen to this podcast. It's a project that I'm really excited about and going to hopefully bring a lot of value to the uh, hospitality industry. So I'll tell you the three reasons that really were the catalyst for me launching the Best Serve podcast. First, I'm just fascinated by human stories. I find myself watching cooking television and documentaries and chef's table, ugly, delicious, things like this. And I'm totally enthralled by the technique and innovation and food history. However, I always find myself just enchanted by the people behind all of these different philosophies and their stories. And I find that time and time again. And so I'm just, I'm just greedy. I wanted to hear more of these stories. So it was important for me to be able to talk to as many people as possible about as many people as possible. And I find that the most interesting people have been surrounded by impacted by worked with the most interesting people. So that's number one for me. Number two, Myself throughout my career, I haven't always been the best at recognizing the unsung hospitality heroes, the people that were willing to allow me the responsibility of leadership, that mentored me, that gave a shit about me in any way, shape, or form. It's this punk kid or this asshole chef, whatever it might be. And so this is atonement. It's my time to spend as much time as possible talking about other people and drilling down deeper and deeper in the industry and finding those people that are just gems, absolute gems that make this industry really go. So that's number two. Number three, I, I see a lot of rifts forming in the industry right now. There's a lot of us versus them, employer versus employee, line level versus management and we're in a groundswell of figuring out what happens next in food and beverage and hospitality. And I really want to be able to have meaningful dialogue, open dialogue, conversations to let people at every level of the industry know that they fucking matter. They really do. And there's challenges at all levels. And if we just talk to each other a little bit more and spend more time celebrating each other versus pointing fingers, I think we're going to get a lot out of it. And I think that such an important thing to happen for the industry. So those are the three reasons that I really was motivated to start this podcast. And I want to tell you a little bit about myself and I'll be doing a, a series of these. So you get to know me more and more throughout this podcast. As I talk to more and more people, you hear little nuggets as I see reflections of my own journey through theirs 
However, I want to do these more intimate conversations. And I think about the life's journey through the lens of more the who and the why is what I want to talk about. A lot of times we spend so much on the what and the how. What did you accomplish and how did you do it? And I want to think more about why did you do it and who was there and who inspired you and who kicked your ass and who pushed you and who are you doing it for and who are you doing it in spite of? So that's really what I want to focus on. I think about that kind of in four parts childhood i think about those early inspirations those people that uh, motivated you that sparked something in you for myself there are some people that i want to highlight throughout this series and we'll talk about one in a little bit or two is kind of those early formative years who are those mentors who are those people that took you under their wing and got you into this industry and then moving along a little bit for me it's those people that allowed me the opportunity to mentor them, to teach them, to buy into the crazy shit I thought was a good idea in my career as a chef. And then finally, kind of who is impacting you today? Who, who is inspiring you? Who's keeping you motivated? Who's keeping you going as there's so many challenges and the breakneck speed of, of this industry. So those are the levels of people that I want to talk about. And so if you'll uh, indulge me, I'm going to tell you a, a few people within the that respect of those kind of four tiers. And then each installment of this series will dig a little bit deeper and I'll highlight more and more people that have personally impacted me. So thanks for listening. So I was born in Pasadena, California couple blocks away from the Rose Bowl and grew up into my elementary, middle school, high school years in Southern California in North County, San Diego. However, when I was two until I was seven, we actually lived in Germany in uh, Nordrhein-Westfalen, like near the Dutch border, kind of Northwest Germany. My mother's older sister married a German, moved out there. And I think my parents were just into the idea of living in a foreign country and traveling abroad. So we moved there, uh, my sister and then my brother, who's also a chef, we'll talk about him more, were born there in Germany. And Germany doesn't get the attention that, say, a France or Italy does or Spain when it comes to the culinary landscape. However, they just have a deep-seated cultural connection to food that was very clear to me and and growing up eating things like liverwurst and Leberkäse and, and Bratwurst and Zempf and Schnitzel, all of it uh, just was really left an impression on me. And there was one woman in particular, I called her Schwippe. She was my surrogate German grandmother. She was a Polish immigrant in Germany and her kids were grown and she lived at the mouth of the cul-de-sac that we lived in, this small town called Klaholtz. It's town still exactly the same. People still live in the same place. Classic small town. And she called me der kleine Sportsmann, the little sportsman. And she would basically kidnap me every day when I walked home from school. And she had spent the day cooking something just absolutely delicious. Her goulash is 
uh, uh, it almost brings a tear to my eye how good it was. And she would, you know, churn her own butter and pick the strawberries. And then she would make strawberry shortcake that still to this day is one of the most amazing things that I've ever eaten in my entire life. And those two dishes especially were so, so memorable. And still, I mean, I can taste it just talking about right now, taste it. And those are the kind of food memories, the people that set something in your soul that sticks with you forever. So Shvupa for me was that, that person and having gone back and visited multiple times. I mean, for her, I'm still a three, four, five year old little boy who she's got to feed. And she's the kind of person that food, you know, nurtures and brings joy. And that's really her mission is to bring joy. And so I know so many of us have that shvipa, that grandmother, that, that motherly figure, that family member, that extended family member who really just taught us how to love food and love each other through food, through eating together. So shvipa, shout out to shvipa and your shvipa, whoever that may be. Then, after I graduated high school, I got the opportunity to move from Southern California to Ames, Iowa. Talk about culture shock. Ames, Iowa is where Iowa State is. And my uncles have quite the little empire there. And we'll talk more about them in, in great detail and later on. And we'll, we'll get some of the, my uncles, my three uncles, who are prolific restaurateurs, on for interviews. But I want to specifically call out my Uncle Rick who said, Jensen, get your ass out here, come cook in my kitchen for a while. And I went out there the summer after I graduated, 17-year-old snot-nosed punk kid. He made a little room for me in his garage and got me hooked up with a, I don't know, a 1993 Chevy Cavalier to putt around town and, and gave me a job as a dishwasher. And that's where I started, the dishwasher at Wallaby's Bar and Grill in Ames, Iowa. That's where the career really started for me. And just the willingness to give me a job and put me on a path and show me his business sticks with me to this day. It's, it's, I had no idea. I had no idea that this is what I was going to get into. I thought I was going for a summer job to go get drunk and, you know, hit on college girls. That's, that's what I thought I was doing. And it, it turned into a path that's now, that was 2000. I moved out there, you know? So it's been almost 20 years, uh, in the industry and couldn't be more grateful for that. And I know a lot of us have those kind of early mentors. And for us, my family, I'm the fifth consecutive generation of chef restaurant tour. We started our first restaurant in 1900 in little falls, Minnesota called La Fond house only seen pictures of it it looks like the type of place where Wyatt Earp would have shot somebody out front and uh you know organ piano bowler cap and probably some gambling and and who knows what else is going on there that was uh the first restaurant to open in the United States and we believe there's probably a couple back from our Parisian family in Paris before that and then great grandfather and grandfather had restaurants and bars in San Francisco I've seen pictures of of those as well and you know hard drinking Irishmen 
and then my dad's three younger brothers all own restaurants in Iowa, as I mentioned, Florida, a couple in California. And then my dad, we always joke, he can't boil an egg, but his three younger brothers and his two sons are, are talented in the industry. So I never got the, uh, when are you going to get a real job that a lot of people hear in restaurants? My family's been successful or at least gluttons for punishment and, and stuck with it for generations now. So it's a, it's a legacy for sure. Dysfunctional as it may be, it's a legacy and, uh, and super proud of, of my family there and to be a part of that. And then later on into my career, when I started getting the opportunity to be a chef and start to lead something that, uh, again, a responsibility I take very seriously that somebody would be willing to, to go into battle with me is something that I'm, uh, I'm proud of. And, and when I've done well in my career, it's because I've taken that responsibility seriously and, and, led from the front and cared about them. When I fucked up, it's because I took them for granted. And again, this is some atonement. I wanted to point out one person, and I'll point out lots more people throughout this podcast, throughout the series of, of Meet Your Hosts. But I want to point out somebody very specific. Her name is Delfina Serrano. She is a badass. There's no other way to say it. We used to call her at Tag Restaurant, where... She was part of our opening crew. She was a, a morning dishwasher. We called her Mighty Mouse because she is maybe four foot eleven from Mexico. She would carry dishes up the stairs, two sets of stairs from the basement where the dish pit is at Tag Restaurant up to the line. She would carry a pot, a stock pot that was as tall as her, and a dish rack, and she'd f- throw that dish rack down onto the ground to stand on it so she could hang the pot up. I mean, that's how committed she was. And not only was she just awesome in the dish pit, never a negative word to say, always on time, always just a joy to be around. She also just has some mad skills. She would just sit and watch when we were making pot stickers and soup dumplings. And she just kind of popped over and jumped in and started doing them. I don't know if it's her her tiny little hands with that dexterity or just her attention to detail, what it was, but she made the best pot stickers and soup dumplings, far better than I could. And so she was somebody who started as an AM dishwasher and then mere months into it, I mean, she was producing like half of the pot stickers and soup dumplings. So if you've eaten soup dumplings and pot stickers at tag restaurant in those first two years, you definitely were affected in multiple ways by Delfina Serrano. And she moved on to work with Jen Jasinski and, and Beth Gruich with crafted concepts. And I believe she's worked at a couple of their spots and now she's at stoic and genuine. So if you're listening to this, go to stoic and genuine and uh, give a shout out to Delfina Serrano. Much, much love to her. And then these days, I've gotten some, some great opportunities to, to just be connected to the industry in a completely different way. Now that I'm doing so much on the media side and, and branding and concept development, and product development and consulting and event production, have the food lab and things like that, just diversified 
my impact on the industry no longer uh, behind the stoves in a kitchen every day. Uh, it's given me some perspective and it allowed me to work with people across so many different parts of the industry. And one person specifically that I want to give a shout out to is actually my neighbor. We practically share a wall here in, uh, in Denver. And his name is Elon Wenzel, chef, longtime high-end sushi chef at Sushi Sasa. A lot of you probably know him from that if you're in the Denver area. And he is also the proprietor of Element Knife Company. And he's a broker for Yoshihiro Knives and other high-end cutlery and kitchen accessory products. And just has that grind, that hustle, that entrepreneurial spirit just really gives a shit about the industry. Always trying to support through education and getting in there and teaching chefs about taking care of their knives and sharpening knives and the skill levels out of this world. I'm more impressed always with his care for the industry as a whole and for the individuals within it. And so those are some of the people that I just wanted to highlight. And I appreciate you taking some time to kind of listen. And I'm so excited to see what this podcast brings and to talk to industry leaders and find out about the people that have impacted them and that uh, need to have some attention and continue to, to support. And again, let everyone at every level in the industry know that they matter and that we want to hear more and more voices brought to the conversation Thank you, and please connect, and let's, uh, let's have some great conversations about this industry that we love. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the Best Served Podcast. Subscribe to our show and connect with us on social media at Best Served Podcast. Tune in next week to discover more unsung hospitality heroes.